Hey, it's the nightcap edition of Nobody Likes Casey McLean. And once again, I am not drinking alcohol while I record this. I almost recorded it last night. And I was just too tired, folks. And uh, God, I, I think I got to dry out a little bit. It was uh, my sister's wedding was last weekend. And it was a long weekend. We showed up Wednesday night in uh, Vancouver, Washington. And uh, we had stuff in Portland, Oregon, in, uh, what do you call it? What's the other places? My sister got married um, not in Vancouver, but in Washington State. There's a whole long story. We went to Woodland, Washington to golf. We did, I mean, we were just all over, all over that uh, Portland, Vancouver, southern Washington, northern Oregon area. And... It was very fun. I had a lot of fun. I was the officiant of the wedding. Uh, very, It's very uh, stressful to do that. And I was more stressful. I've done it twice this summer. It was more stressful this time because no offense to my pals, Matt and Amy, who I married on uh, June 18th, but it's more. there's more pressure when it's your relative. And so, yeah, we um, just drank... I brought a bottle of whiskey. I probably only actually finished about half of that. My wife and I brought some beers, uh, but just got a bl- on a on the night before the wedding. We the, so should I tell this first or should I get into something else? Let's start with this. This is my this this is wedding was very fun. That's ultimately the deal. But the the most podcast worthy story of the weekend was so we had been in this hotel we stayed in this hotel for 4 days the Heathman Lodge Vancouver Washington uh they have a bar slash restaurant in there called Hudson's and we had we had drank there we had eaten at Hudson's we had been staying at this hotel it's like we're spending 800 bucks my sister uh got married away like a little ways away from home um, on purpose so that only people who, uh, really cared about her enough to travel that far would go to the wedding. I think it still ended up being like 130 people or something like that. Um, we had, you know, pretty, pretty fun four days of wedding stuff, long days. I'm exhausted still. And it's, I'm recording this on Tuesday at noon, but, um, <clears throat> We did, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Normal, there were normal, like, family drama shit that uh, isn't really podcast worthy, but we'll be litigating it in uh, in family counseling for a couple decades, so no need to no need to start the litigation here. The, uh, but it was very fun. We go to this hotel, 20 rooms. Our group has 20 rooms booked. It's 800 bucks for four nights, so... We are giving this hotel like, I mean, $16,000 as a group. We went there for breakfast the first morning. Breakfast, got to be honest with you, kind of disappointing. My wife and I ordered avocado toast. What? You didn't think we were hipsters? You didn't think we were hipsters? Yeah, we're hipsters. We ordered avocado toast with a poached egg on top. 
which is actually something, by the way, my daughter pointed it out. We're in the elevator and they advertise it on the, like the skin on the inside of the elevator door. It's uh, it's got this, a picture of this exact dish. And my daughter goes, that's what you guys ate. It's a poached egg. A poached egg is a poached egg. We all know what a poached egg is. A poached egg is this, you like, you know, whatever, boil it in water. It's like a runny, uh, it's like a fried egg, but not fried, right? It's like if you, if you were to boil just the white and the yolk to the point that the yolk was still runny, the white was cooked. That's exactly what a poached egg is. I've never seen a poached egg served another way. Well, I've seen it served another way, but I've never seen it described another way. And we get this avocado toast and this woman it's fucking hard boiled. These things are hard boiled. Yolk's completely hard. And this woman does this thing that I find very annoying, which is you say this is wrong. And she goes, they make you feel like if this is truly gaslighting. They make you feel like, oh, this is the way we always make it. Cause this is how we interpret a poached egg, you know, like most people would, but if you want it your special way, I guess we can redo it. So she made us feel like that, like the, like the fucking rock hard yolk is the standard way. That's how everybody nation worldwide, globally, that's how they all eat their poached eggs. But if you guys need it different, if you need a special, we'll do that for you. We'll, we'll do, we'll give you your special treatment. And, um, so we, you know, I mean, and, and it's like also not cheap. Like avocado toast is fucking 15 bucks or something like that. So, um, you know, we spend, I think it was like 75 bucks or something for breakfast. My, my wife, my daughter, my mom and I, and, uh, it's just disappointing. I think we, we might've had another meal there too. And it's just like disappointing service. Isn't great. By the way, I'm shitting on this place. Normally I wouldn't shit on a business, but there's more to come. So on the, on the Thursday, no Friday night on the Friday night, my sister on the itinerary for the wedding, there is a happy hour at the hotel. A bunch of people are coming down to the hotel who aren't staying at the hotel. People who are at the hotel are encouraged to come down to the hotel lobby. We're going to drink at the hotel bar. Uh, we're going to, by the way, it's like a group of fucking 50 people. We're going to spend thousands of dollars in this bar that day. And my wife is like, you know, I don't really want to eat this restaurant again. I was like, cool, let's get on DoorDash. We get on DoorDash, we order some, uh, some pasta and my wife and mom go out to the bar and they ask a server, is it okay if we bring outside food? And we're sitting in like the lobby kind of outside the bar. It's not even really clear if it is part of the restaurant. And the server goes, absolutely. They order us, they, everybody orders drinks at our table. We got my daughter a whiskey straight. That's what she's into. We order three drinks. My mom gets a margarita. We get two beers. There, we're part of this group. We're part of this big fucking group and we're eating. Uh, you know, we get our food. We we're eating. I'm like, a, you know, an eighth of the way into my pasta. And the, we see this manager bar manager come up and he goes, guys, I got to tell you, uh, this is not allowed. You cannot eat outside food at this table. And I'm like, Oh, well, my, my wife is like, well, we asked the server and she said it was fine. And he's like, yeah, she was wrong. And it's just not, it's just not, uh, it's not okay. You got to understand as a business owner, I can't let you do that. And she's like, well, yeah, but we asked and she said yes. And now we're sitting here with drinks. And so, and I'm like, do you want us to go back? You want us to leave here and go to our hotel room? And he's like, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, for this one time I can make it an, an exception, but I want you to know that you can't do it again in the future. You can't do it. 
obviously I can't allow you to do this. He's going like multiple laps on the shit as though, like, what do you think? We fucking come to Hudson. We come to this dog shit restaurant recreationally. Like this is our favorite restaurant, but we come here with outside food. And so uh, I go, hey, man, we're with this group. They're spending, we're going to be spending thousands of dollars. And he's like, oh, you're with that group? Okay, well, you can you can eat it. I just want to make sure that you know that you can't do that again in the future. And I was like, all right, dude. And he walks away. And he's kind of like being a little bit uh, luxury and confrontational and all that. And uh, we watch him go over to the server that was helping us. And he starts chewing her out. And my wife notices this and I go, uh, should I say something? I was like, should I say something to this guy? She's like, you should say something. By the way, I did say something. What's coming is me saying something. And I want you to know that I think my wife should have taken her clothes off and thrown herself at me over how manly I was in this situation. But I see this guy coming back around the corner to be in uh in our part of the bar and I go I can walk up to him I go hey man just so you know like we are guests at this hotel like we're spending a lot of money here we've eaten here twice and this is the only good service we've gotten since we've been here like this do not take this out on the server and he's like he goes yeah you got to understand though from my perspective as a business owner to have you sitting in here eating someone else's food and I'm like listen that's fine but we we are we got permission and we're with this group we're going to spend thousands of dollars here and he goes, yeah, but you got to understand from my perspective that that's, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I go, okay, fine, man. We, we just won't come here again. And he's like, good. I don't want you to come again. And then he follows me to the table. I start walking back to the table. He's following me to the table. And he goes, he goes, what, uh, what do you do for a living? And I go, not important. This is my moment where I should be like, panties should be flying off in this place. I go, not important. Calm. Composure kept. Calm. I go, not important. And he goes, no, it is important. And I go, no, it's not. And he goes, well, you got to understand from the hospitality industry perspective that if I let you do this, then I'm losing money on the food. I've got this table. And I'm like, look, dude, we're going to spend thousands of dollars. We got this block of people we're spending. We're all staying in this hotel. We're guests in this hotel. And uh, this guy's name is Paul, by the way. Paul, fuck you, Paul. I'm gonna, I probably am going to write an email to the Heathman Lodge. And he starts getting like more aggressive towards me. And then he goes, uh, and I was like, I was like, look, man, it's fine. Like, this is the deal. We've eaten here twice. We've given you our money. The food has been disappointing. The fact that you're concerned about this and not your bad food, that's a bit of a, that's a bit, a bit embarrassing to me. And he's like, you know, that was probably a little bit antagonistic, but he goes, he's like, uh, you know, I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't remember how. Oh, then he goes, he goes, all right, what's your name? And I was like, not important. Gave him, I hit him with the not important again. Calm, composed. Full, I mean, playing 4D chess, I am. And he goes, no, it is important. And I go, what are you going to like kick? I'm like, why would he need my name? I go, what are you going to kick me out of the hotel? And he goes, I don't know, maybe. Well, now we're fucking fighting, dude. And I go, uh, I go, all right, well, we got a block of a bunch of hotels, you're going to kick me out of the hotel. And he's like, he's like, I just want this to end on a positive note. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, all right, well then walk away. I wish I had this recorded like a comedy set. I would love to re-listen to this and just masturbate at my own masculinity. And, uh, 
Then I watch him walk over and talk to the front desk to find out if we are, in fact, hotel guests. And then I watch him go talk to other people pointing to us the whole time. And then I I did, uh, I asked his, I we asked the server if he had chewed her out. And she said that he hadn't, but my suspicion is that he had. And she was being professional. And so, Paul, you go fuck yourself. Heathman Lodge, uh, probably go fuck yourself. <laughs> Hudson Restaurant, Bar and Grill, or whatever you're called, fuck yourself. Your food sucks, and Paul, you should be fired for that, let alone your uh, your shitty hospitality. Because that's the thing, too, is like, if you're in the hospitality industry, once I've told you that, like, this, like, first off, we still ended up spending like $250 on drinks that night. And our group genuinely probably spent like $3,500 or $3,000 there. Maybe not everyone's as big of a fucking lush as uh, my wife and I were that night. But we're spending a lot of money there. And you're going to be mad because I fucking brought in $48 worth of pasta and didn't get your dog shit fucking Caesar salad with jar dressing. Come on, man. Come on, Paul. Do some cost benefit analysis. And then to do, and he was doing this thing, by the way that uh, I recognize, but my, but I, I think like my wife maybe doesn't understand. There was, there was some fucking chest puffing like Paul. I believe Paul wanted to fight me. <laughs> I think if Paul and I were not in his place of work, Paul would have been pushing me or punching me. And, uh, yeah. Fuck you, Paul. There was something else that he said that really bothered me, but um, anyway, what else did I have to talk about? I had another thing written down. Oh, today is the, uh, um, today is the two year anniversary I guess technically it was yesterday, but yesterday was the two-year anniversary of the first outdoor show that I did in the pandemic. I went to a 100-acre farm in Eatonville, Washington, and I did comedy for... This was back when in Washington state, the only live performance was outdoors, socially distanced, limited guests, all had to be from the same household. And I will tell you that now that hopefully the statute of limitations is up that, uh, this group of people in Eatonville, Washington were not, they weren't all from the same household. There were a lot of people from the same family. And also, by the way, there were some some people who were COVID skeptics to what I believe is a probably deadly degree there. But uh, people in key demographics <laughs> that were potentially at risk. And, but it was, it was a day that like, it was a like a truly revitalizing day. I remember the first Zoom show I did feeling like fucking blown away. And then we did so we did some Zoom shows very early and then for a month Tacoma Comedy Club reopened and I did one weekend 
hosting for Damon Wayans Jr. like nine shows. It was fucking amazing. It felt amazing. And then at the end of June, for whatever reason, whatever loophole Tacoma Comedy Club was working to be open, they were not able to be open anymore. And uh, and so in August, they there was this, I started doing these outdoor shows, and they were magical. And I've talked about them with Gabriel Rutledge on this because I did a bunch with Gabe as he was he was preparing for a uh, for something, preparing for a. Maybe his dry bar special or something like that, but we were we did a bunch of outdoor shows together, and it was it was revitalizing. It brought it, it it really not only could you write for these shows, they were good enough that you could write for them, write new material, and work it at these shows. But it like I would do like one a month, and it would be the best fucking thing I did that month. And what I I saw this quote, and maybe I maybe I just oh no I didn't put my phone away. Let's see this quote. And who? I'm not sure. I'm not the one. Oh, I think I lost it. I think I lost the quote, but it's. Oh. It's something like to someone who is hungry. Even something that tastes bitter is sweet. And. uh, Yeah, it's basically it pretty much typifies the way that I feel about. uh, I felt about those shows, which is like. I was so desperate for the feeling of hearing people laugh, of getting that positive reinforcement on jokes that I had written, that this show, these outdoor shows, that a year before that, I would have turned those shows down. I would have said no. Especially, I actually think we were getting paid pretty well, and I might have done them for that, but probably not. Like they probably, I would have been like a you know a snob and been above those shows. And now, yeah, I'll do your fucking backyard, of course. I have a PA. I'll travel. I'll do comedy fucking anywhere now because I want to. Because I appreciate it. So, of course, it sucks that we we lost as a like a collective. We lost a lot of time uh, doing comedy because of this pandemic. But I'll tell you, like, the appreciation hasn't worn off for me. I really I really appreciate it. And I did a I did a show at. um I mean, I love the folks at Tacoma Comedy Club, and they've been incredibly uh, supportive to me. So not to diminish, you know, it, it goes, if it warrants referencing, warrants mention that they've been incredibly supportive. But I got to go do a show at Club Comedy Seattle, which I had done a show there um, right before the pandemic started. And the owner was talking to me at that time about headlining a show in August. And then the way it works in comedy, a lot of times is it's not really like, it's not like everyone has this like really defined hierarchy of who's good and who's not, or even who they want to book and who they don't. A lot of times it's just genuinely, it's like just reminding them that you exist right now. There's a lot of like reminding people that you still do comedy because there have been a lot of people who've quit for health reasons, for, for fear of health, uh, health concerns, fear of, of, uh, dangerous, uh, health dangers. I'm so fucking tired still. God, we drank so much. I danced. I never danced, but I danced. It was so cool. Cause it was like so much family that I had, had not seen. And I mean, you know, probably some of them I wouldn't have seen anyway for, 
years at a time. But I mean, some of them I hadn't seen in two years that I would see every year. And it was, yeah, it was so fucking fun. And we're all just drunk. And I got to, my daughter got to meet her great grandma for the first time. My daughter was the flower girl and it was very fun, very funny. Uh, she, <laughs> she, we did like a whole practice and then she immediately was like, fuck you. I was like, throw the flowers. And she's like, not yet. And we got to the, we got to the end of the aisle and I started to try to throw them and she just starts screaming at me. <laughs> and uh, then during the ceremony, I'm doing the ceremony. My sister and her now, now husband are uh, standing at the altar and my daughter starts running around behind the the bridal party and the the altar throwing flowers back there stealing the show upstaging dad we did a show in portland on thursday and uh shout out to simon kaufman carol freeman and tanner torkelson who all did the show also shout out to brandon lyons who did cancel on the show but who is the only comedy booker to book me in Portland proper. Shout out to you, Brandon Lyons. I still love you. Um, We did this show, Kelly's Olympian. And there was like, I don't know, seven people there that were not attached to the, uh, to the wedding party. But packed house. So fun. My sister uh, snorts. Tanner Torkelson said a funny thing. Uh, my sister snorts when she laughs. And he goes, oh, we got a pig in here. And then he goes, it, a very beautiful pig, though. I probably shouldn't be calling female audience members pigs. And I don't think to that point he had realized that he was calling the bride-to-be a pig. But it was very funny as her brother to watch this man call my sister a pig. Um what was I getting at? What was the end of this? I just love, I it's like the lamest possible <laughs> end to a podcast, but I love doing comedy. I very much enjoy this. Thank you for, uh, for, you know, people who are, who are subscribed to this. Most of you have seen me do comedy and I really appreciate that without you wouldn't be possible. Uh, it would be possible. I could still record this. I just, you know, it would be more sad to know there were no listeners. Thank you for listening. Uh, tell a friend, a loved one, a coworker, bring a friend to a show. If you would, uh, I know, I know most of you do. Um, yeah, I'm grateful. I have a lot of gratitude. I'm very happy and, um, I'm not committing suicide. I'm not uh, quitting comedy. I'm not doing any of this. This is too emotional of an end, but it is the end. <laughs>